welcome to the Saturday's Flash here on Riverside Radio. You are listening to Rosie, and I don't know about you, but I've been feeling a little bit chilly this week. It's starting to get very cold, and I have been thinking about Christmas. Now, we're going to be doing lots of Christmassy animals throughout December, and I hope you're going to enjoy. But today, I've got two lovely guests in the studio. So let's get to know them. First of all, we've got guest number one. Hello, what's your name? Hello, my name is Matia. Hi, Matia. How old are you? I'm 11 years old. 11 years old. So that means you're in year... I'm in year seven. Year seven. Okay, excellent. And we've also got someone else. Who have we got with us? Um, hello, my name's um, Luca. Um, I'm eight and I'm in year four. Hi, Luca. Now, do you know Matia? Um, he's my brother, of <laughs> he, is, he is your brother, of course. Do you get along well at home? Um, yes. Yeah, that's good to hear. Now, um, Luca, you were telling me, what have you been learning about school this week? I've been learning about the land and the ski- sea and the sky. You went, oh, well done, Luca, the land, the sea and the sky. Now, if you had to choose where to live, if you could be an animal that lived in the water, if you could be an animal that lived on the land, or if you could be an animal that soared through the sky, Mattia, what would you choose? Um, I would choose to be in the land because if I'm in the water, if I, I can't use my phone... <laughs> that's a very it good won't work. <laughs> that's a very good point. Okay, so you're choosing the land. You're quite happy where you are. What about you, Luca? Would you be on land as well? I'll be on land as well. Why is that then? It's because, um, like, if I want to play my favourite video game, it wouldn't work and I would... And if I was in the sky, there's, um, <laughs> yeah, like, um, nothing in the sky. And in the sea, there's... All you do is is um, swim around and run from sharks. (laughs) Yeah, you might be spending a bit of time running from sharks. Well, do you know what? Do you know what I would choose where I would live? I would choose the ocean. I think I would be quite happy if I could grow some gills and some fins and I could swim around. Hopefully there'd be less sharks around. I think I'd be quite happy in the ocean, although you do make a good point. My video games and mobile phone wouldn't work. I want to chat about an animal today called a penguin. Have you guys ever seen a penguin before? No. Yes. Yeah? No, not in person. Okay. But maybe on TV? Yes. Where do the penguins spend time? Are they on the land, in the water, in the air? Do you know? Um, they're in the land and the water. Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever see them in the air? Penguins, do you know? Um, I saw some types of penguins that can fly. Oh, well, do you know what? We are going to have a little bit of a chat about where penguins spend their time. Would you guys like to play a bit of a penguin game with me? Um, sure. Give it a go. Okay, well, we'll play some music and we'll be back after this. Hello, welcome back to the Saturday Splash. You are listening to Rosie here on Riverside Radio. And today we are starting off our Christmassy festive season on the Saturday Splash, where we're going to be talking about all sorts of Christmassy wintry animals. And today... We are starting with, well, let's just say hello to our guests again, first of all. We've got our lovely two guests. Hello, guest number one. Hello. Remind everyone, what's your name? Um, my name is Matia. We've got Matia, and we've also got your brother. Um, hello, I'm um, Luca. We've got Matia and Luca here in the studio. Now, can you both remember what type of animal we're going to be talking about today? Penguins. Penguins, yes. Now... I've brought some objects into the studio and I've just popped those objects on the desk in front of you. What are those objects? Can you just talk us through what they are, first of all? What is this one? 
That's uh, goggles. Yep, yeah, we've got some swimming goggles. What about that green one there? What are they? The green, the green one is bubbles. Yep, yeah, we've got Ooh. a tube of bubbles in here. What about the blue thing? Raincoat. We've got raincoats. We've got a pair of goggles. We've got some bubbles, a raincoat. We've also got a polar bear, some feathers, and some fingerprints. So these are all really, really objects for me to randomly bring in the studio today. But each of them is connected to penguins in some way. Each of them has something to do with penguins. And it's going to be your job to choose one of those objects. And we'll see if we can work out how it's connected to penguins. Does that sound okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Thank you, Luca. I like the enthusiasm there. So, Mattia, would you like to choose your first object? Which one are you going to choose? My first object is feathers. Okay, do you want to pick up the feathers? There we go, you've got the feathers. Now, do either of you know how or why feathers are related to penguins? Why would I bring feathers into the studio today? Uh, because they're birds, so they have feathers. You're absolutely right. Do you know what? A lot of people don't realise that penguins are birds. They are birds, so we talked about earlier, can penguins fly? Um, some types. Well, do you know what? Mo most birds can fly, but penguins actually don't fly through the air. Instead, they just swim and they waddle on the ground as well. So penguins don't actually fly in the air, even though they do have penguins, even though they do have feathers, even though they are birds. But they are, just like other birds, they lay eggs. Do you know what penguins like to eat? Yeah? Uh, penguins like to eat fish. They like to eat fish. Fantastic. So they are birds. They don't fly, but they almost like fly through the water. They eat fish. They lay eggs. And that is our first object. So well done. You chose the feathers. That's really, really good start. Luca, would you like to choose the second object? So what's left? Remind everyone, what have we got there? Um, we've got a polar bear, a bubble. Yeah. We um, also got fingerprints. Yeah. And... A raincoat. A raincoat and the goggles as well. So which one are you going to choose, Luca? Um, you could choose any. <gasps> Tell everyone. Goggles. You've got the goggles. Okay. Goggles. Can either of you think, what do goggles have to do with penguins? How are they connected at all? Um, um, penguins can see underwater. <gasps> Mattia, do you have anything to add? Penguins swim. Penguins swim, and Luca says penguins can see underwater. Do you know what? You're absolutely right. Well done, Luca. Penguins can see underwater. They can see underwater really, really well. In fact, scientists think that penguins can't see very well on land. And do you know what? If you think about, have a look at each other, and have a look at each other's eyelids. How many eyelids do you have? Well, you kind of got one on one. the top, one underneath. Uh, yeah, um, yeah? one, two... But one on top, one underneath. But do you know what penguins have? They've got a third eyelid as well. They've got an eyelid that rather goes from the top to the bottom, it goes across the middle from one side to the other. And that actually helps them see underwater because when they're underwater, that third little eyelid kind of comes across. It's called a nictating membrane. Can you say that? It's a hard word. Nictating Nicta membrane? Yeah. Nictating membrane. Well done. I'm really impressed. So this is, this is like a third eyelid, but it's completely see-through. So it would be like if you had your eyes closed, but you could still see. And it crosses their eye. And it's almost like a goggles or like a protective barrier. So when they're underwater, they can still see, 
but they're protecting their eyes. Well done. I'm really impressed that you got that that was because they could see underwater. So we've got a few objects left, but let's play some more music for now. Hello, welcome back to the Saturday Splash. We are still here on Riverside Radio. I've still got my lovely guests, uh, Luca and Mattia, but we've also now got a new producer in the studio. We've got guest producer Norea. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Are you happy to look after the desk and all the buttons? Yeah, I think I can do that. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Okay, Norea's, we're in safe hands. But we are in the middle of our Penguin Powers game. Now, Mattia and Luca, I'm really impressed. You've done really well so far. We've spoken about the goggles and we've spoken about, what was the first one we had? Feathers. The feathers. What's left on the table of these strange props I've brought in? Um, a raincoat. Yep. Fingerprint. Yeah. Um, bubbles. And the and the polar bear. And the polar bear. Okay, so these are quite strange things. How do they relate to penguins? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's choose one more for now. Mattia, would you like to choose one more of these things? And we'll see if we can work out how and why it's connected to penguins. I'll choose. The polar bear? Yeah, okay, the polar bear, very, very good. Now, just yesterday, I got a Christmas card through my door. It was really, really early, only the beginning of December, and it had a picture of a polar bear and a penguin running around. Now, can you tell me, what do you think polar bears and penguins have in common? How are they connected? Any ideas? Um... Luca's got some ideas, or Mattia, do you have any? I don't know. That's okay. They both live in cold places, although I think that um, polar bears live in North Pole and uh, penguins are in Antarctica. You are absolutely amazing. I didn't realise I'd got two penguin experts in with me this morning. You are spot on. So often we see them on TV or in films or like in cartoons and things like that. We see penguins and polar bears in the same place. But actually, you're absolutely right. They would never be in the same place. Where do the polar bears live? They live up in the North Pole, in the north part of the globe. And all of the penguins on this planet, or the ones in the wild anyway, live in the south part. So if you imagine the world and you drew a middle around the the Sorry, you draw a line around the middle of the world. We call that the the equator. Everything below that equator is the southern hemisphere. And penguins only live in the southern hemisphere. So you would never see a penguin and a polar bear in the same place. But they do sometimes both like quite cold conditions. Well, well done, you two. I'm very impressed. We've got more time to play and finish off the rest of the game. But for now, let's go to some more music. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Saturday Splash. Um, to, today we still have our special guests that are Luca, hello Luca, hello, and Mattia, hello Mattia. Hello. Oh, amazing. We've got a fantastic new guest host here on Riverside Radio. That was of course Luca welcoming us, welcoming us back to the Saturday Splash. Wow, Luca, that was really good. I enjoyed that. I particularly liked the bit where you were saying hello to yourself. Very good. (laughs) Your brother's giggling as well. Right, so we have learnt so far that penguins can see underwater because they've got a special third eyelid that's see-through. They don't live in the same place as polar bears, and of course they are birds, but they can't fly. So we've got three more objects left on the table. We've got the waterproof raincoat, we've got some bubbles, 
and we've got some Print, fingerprints. Fingerprints. So, Luca, do you want to choose the next object? Um, what are you going to go for? <gasps> Tell everyone. A raincoat. You've gone for the raincoat. Now, can either of you think, what does a raincoat have to do with penguins? How are they connected at all? Um, well, um... It's OK. Any ideas, Matthias? They, oh. they, their body is waterproof. Oh, you are so, so close. Pretty much. Any other ideas? Uh, I don't know. If they don't get in water, get wet in water. You are on the right tracks for sure. Well, you know we said before that they have feathers. They've actually got two layers of feathers. So the first layer of the feathers, which is close to their skin, is really, really fluffy. Imagine if you had like a nice big fluffy jumper and that fluffy layer keeps them warm. But the top layer of feathers that goes over the top of that is waterproof, is really oily, so the water doesn't stick to it. So it's almost like wearing a waterproof rain jacket over the top. So it means that when they go in the water, they keep nice and warm and they keep nice and dry as well. But have you ever seen a picture of a baby penguin? Um, yes. They look really, really, really fluffy. They uh -huh. look, yeah, have you seen them? They look really, really fluffy. And that's because they only have the fluffy feathers. They don't have the waterproof feathers yet. So baby penguins can't actually go into the water too much because they get really wet and they get really, really cold as well. So they've got to stay out of the ocean and their mum and dad have got to bring them food. So well done, you cracked it. That's what the waterproof jacket has to do with penguins. We've got two left. Mattia, would you like to choose another object? Which one are you going to go for? I've got to go for the bubbles. You're going to go for the bubbles. OK, this is an interesting one. What do we think that bubbles have to do with penguins? How are they connected? I think uh, um, bubbles have to do with penguins because when penguins go into water, um, they make bubbles. You're kind of right, yeah, absolutely. Any other ideas on that, Luca? Uh, I don't know. That's all right. Nerea, gas producer Nerea, have you got any ideas what bubbles might have to do with penguins? Uh, maybe like the water or something? Yep, definitely something to do with water. Okay, I want you to imagine that you are all a penguin and you've just dived into the water. Now you're feeling nice and warm and dry because your feathers are keeping you warm, but you want to swim really fast to catch up with your food. What do they eat again, Mattia? Fish. Yes, so you want to swim really, really Fish. fast. So what penguins can do is something called a bubble boost. It sounds like a Super Mario move or something, doesn't it? So what they can do is they fluff up their feathers. Imagine fluffing up your feathers. And that releases bubbles into the water. And actually, the bubbles actually help them to swim faster. So they fluff up their feathers, they squeeze out some of those bubbles, and the bubbles actually helps change the water around them so they can swim even faster. So that's what bubbles have to do with penguins. Who knew? How long do you reckon a penguin can hold its breath for? Has anyone got any ideas? Let's play higher or lower. So they come up to the surface, they take a nice deep breath, and then they dive down to swim after the penguins. How long can they hold their breath? Does anyone, how many minutes? Let's go for, any ideas? 10 minutes. 10 minutes, okay. Luca, do you think it's more or less than 10 minutes they can hold their breath? More. You think it might be more? Okay. Norea, what do you think? 
Mm, I guess more. You're thinking more? Well, do you know what? You're all right. Penguins can stay underwater for 15 minutes holding their breath. It's quite a long time. They can't breathe underwater, so after 15 minutes, they have to come back up to the surface and take a nice deep breath. And I'll tell you what, let's hear some more music. Hello guys, it's me, uh, Mattia, and welcome back to the Saturday Splash as usual. Yeah, um, we're still here for our final item. Please um, welcome Luca. We're still Hello. Um, and obviously there's me and... That's it, great. Thank you so much, Mattia. Welcome back to the show. So of course, we're here on the Saturday Splash on Riverside Radio. And we've been talking about penguins today. Our guest producer, Narea, is still in the studio as well, taking very good care of all the tech, I must say. Now, we've learnt just there that penguins make a bubble boost when they're swimming through the water. And they've also keep themselves nice and dry and warm with their waterproof feathers. So we've got one final item on the table. Mattia, what is our final item on the table? Our final item is a fingerprint. Fingerprints. Interesting. Do penguins have fingers? Nope. Nope, they do not have fingers. What do they have instead? Um, wings. Yeah, they've got wings, or we might even call them flippers because they help push them through the water. I call them flippers. You call them flippers. Thank you. Excellent, Luca. So what on earth could fingerprints have to do with penguins? This is a really tricky one. I think we've saved the hardest one for last. Any ideas? Um, uh, Too tricky? Um, <laughs> Norea? Um, I don't know, maybe like, probably like, because penguins might have fingerprints too. What if it was like um, flipper prints or something like that? Interesting, flipper prints. I like the idea of flipper prints. Well, if I told you, what, what can human fingerprints tell us? How do, maybe like, how are f- human fingerprints used? Does anyone know anything about hum- human fingerprints? Yeah, Luca. Um, uh, they can use to be, to unlock your phone. You're absolutely right. Yeah, we use fingerprints to unlock our phone. Or, um, like, if we, if we go for like a DNA test or something, yeah, you can just like use a fingerprint and like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, because everyone's fingerprint is different. So if we all did our fingerprints next to each other now, they would all look completely different and everyone's fingerprint is just for them. So that's what the police might use, actually, if they were investigating a crime. They might dust for fingerprints and if they found Matias' fingerprints at the crime, then uh uh-oh, we know who it was. But penguins don't have fingerprints. Instead, some penguins have something else. If you imagine a penguin's belly, what colour is a penguin's belly? Um, pink. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, they've got white bellies and black backs. But some penguins on their white bellies have little black spots. And that pattern of little black spots is unique to them. It's almost like their fingerprint. You can tell who they are. And some researchers or some people that work with penguins learn the different pattern of spots and then they know which penguin it is. So I might look at a pattern of spots and go, oh, that's the Matia penguin, or that's the Luca penguin, or that's the Norea penguin. You can tell them apart because that pattern of spots is just for them. A little bit like a fingerprint. That one was quite tricky though, wasn't it? 
We have no items left. We've got no items left. We've run out. You guys have done a fantastic job, I've got to say. Now, we are almost out of time on Riverside Radio today. We've got loads more coming up and lots of outside broadcasts as well. So if you're in the area around Wandsworth, Merton, Richmond, Lambeth, we are turning on Christmas lights all around. So if you see us out and about, come over and say hi. Now, next week on the Saturday Splash, we are going to be diving in more to some Christmassy animals. We've been talking about penguins today. Next week, we're going to be talking about bears. And I'll leave it there for today. I want to say a huge thank you to my amazing guest. Thank you, Mattia. Thank you very much. You're welcome. (laughs) And thank you, Luca. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, and thank you, Nerea. Thanks for looking after us. Um, you're welcome. Okay, and we will see you next week on the Saturday Splash. <laughs>